0: Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. A special thanks to the Center for Operational Excellence at the Ohio State Fisher College of Business for arranging this interview. Today, we are speaking with Ron Burton, Executive Vice President of the Transportation Research Center in East Liberty, Ohio. TRC is the largest independent vehicle test facility and proving grounds in the U.S. The 24-7 facility offers a single resource for vehicle testing, certification, compliance, R&D and project management. Rana served TRC for 32 years and has management oversight of programs across the TRC campus, including injury biomechanics, vehicle crashworthiness, advanced crash avoidance technology and human factors research. Ron has been a member of the Society of Automotive Engineers since 1998 and has chaired SAE task groups in active safety and dummy testing and evaluation. He is a key contributor to the design and development of TRC's 540-acre Smart Mobility Advanced Research and Test Center, or SMART Center. Ron received a Master's Degree in Public Administration and a Bachelor's of Science Degree in Business Administration from Wright State University. Avery Koffenbaugh is TRC's marketing specialist. Her responsibilities are in customer service, social media, public relations, events and conferences, and facility tours. She began her career at TRC as a durability test driver before she graduated with a bachelor's degree in strategic communication at Ohio State. Ron and Avery, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Katherine.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: What do you see as TRC's primary role in supporting the automotive manufacturing industry?
1: Well, I would say first and foremost, the most important thing we do is help develop what we call objective test standards, and that's how we evaluate vehicles and vehicle technology to determine its level of performance. Secondly, I would say providing the services to do those evaluations, the engineering services, the facilities, uh, the state-of-the-art technology that's needed to, to perform those evaluations.
0: And what are the most common services that auto manufacturers request?
1: So. It runs the whole gamut, but we have what we call laboratories where we do things like crash testing where we look at occupant safety, that's a a big demand. Vehicle tailpipe emissions testing where we look at the content of the vehicle emissions and how it meets standards. Then out on our, our what we call roads and grounds or tracks, we do a lot of durability and dynamic testing, driver training, noise, vibration, harshness testing, uh, and, and just a whole number of things to understand how the vehicle performs relative to some standard.
0: I have to tell you, that track that you have out there is, is uh, that is a sight to behold. I, I don't know if you could even describe that to listeners and you know just being on the, the tour and watching the... <laughs> all the different types of vehicles that, that were on the track. I, I, I don't know if there's a best way to describe that.
2: It's, uh, it's exactly what you said. It's definitely a sight to see. So it's uh, seven and a half miles. It's actually a parabolic test track. So that means it's straight and flat. And then it has banked curves. It actually has a 36 degree banking, which is the highest banked parabolic track in the country. So it's incredibly large and it's great for testing because we can have some of our test vehicles going at lower speeds while we have other vehicles passing it uh, up to 100 miles an hour. So it's really a unique
0: situation there. Right. And there are specific lanes for specific speeds and specific Absolutely. purposes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a period of rapid change in the auto industry, it almost seems as if every day uh, automakers are, are coming out with uh, statements about the move to smart vehicles, including electric and autonomous models. Uh, what are you seeing?
2: Definitely the hot topic is connected in autonomous vehicles. Uh, when you look around at what uh, different uh, OEMs are doing, that's uh, definitely a hot topic, and that's what they're focusing on. Um, It's definitely interesting that this brings new stakeholders and tech companies um, to TRC. And uh, another part, and a more quieter part, I would say, is uh, hybrid vehicles.
1: Yeah, they don't get the play that Mm -hmm. the automated and connected technology gets. That's much more sexy to talk about than than electric or, or hybrid vehicles, but that's certainly a big growth. Uh, area for TRC in in the auto industry.
0: And there have been so many different changes in safety features. I mean, it just seems as if every other month there's something Mm -hmm. new coming out to help protect the driver and the passengers inside.
1: Yeah. And that's the promise of automated technology is if we can avoid the crash to begin with, those are where we're going to make the greatest gains. If, If you look back through the years, we've done about as much as we can do inside uh, the vehicle interior. And and now it just comes down to, can we avoid the crash altogether and make that next big reduction in fatalities and injuries?
0: And I think some people are also interested in the driverless cars.
2: It's, so it's definitely a exactly what I said earlier, a hot topic. People, I mean, it's strange science. Uh, it's definitely futuristic.
1: Yep. A lot of challenges left out there. I don't think you'll see all driverless vehicles in the near future, but but the technology is coming along, and if we can get the kind of regulatory challenges and, the, you know, the municipalities and the uh, highway infrastructure and all that to come along with it, I, I think we'll see it sooner than, than people imagine.
0: And not to even mention Uber Air Taxis.
1: My favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the expert is at TRC include data analysts, instrument technicians, biomechanical engineers, research scientists, and driving instructors. How do you recruit a workforce with those unique skills?
1: Well, we're fortunate because we're an affiliated entity of Ohio State University and so we recruit heavily from Ohio State University, Avery's from Ohio State University, uh, and their engineering school is really good and we get a, a lot of great talent out of the engineering school. Another initiative that we've really focused on is developing a robust intern program because, obviously, if we have good interns, we're, we hope that we can induce them to come back for full-time employment to TRC. And so at any one time, we may have over 22 interns working on the ground at TRC, and we've hired a lot of them, and, and that's helped as well.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, that relationship. Can you speak to the history of TRC's key relationships with uh, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or NHTSA and Ohio State?
1: Sure. So starting with Ohio State University, they've been involved in TRC since its inception. So TRC was created by the state of Ohio to be a magnet for automotive manufacturing research and development and the supply chain that has to support that. That was Governor Rhodes' vision. If we build this, they will come. Uh, We build it. And obviously, we've attracted manufacturing research development and supply chain companies to the area. So he was right. It worked. Uh, But Ohio State University was part of that. And in 1998, when the The Proving Ground actually sold as an asset, Ohio State University was enlisted by the state of Ohio to manage the Proving Ground as a multi-user independent uh, company, or Proving Ground, and TRC Inc. was a company that was created to do that. So we went from TRC of Ohio to TRC Incorporated University. Controls the board of directors. There's four key employees, including the dean of the college of engineering, that that chairs the board, and 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 three other employees at the university that hold significant positions on the board. So that's our relationship to Ohio State University, and obviously we support the college of engineering. The college of engineering supports us. It's a great great marriage. Absolutely. Uh, and then on the, the NHTSA side, NHTSA became a customer almost 40 years ago as they started to figure out, try to figure out how are we going to create regulations and standards that help Im- improve the safety performance of vehicles on the highway. They realized they needed a proving ground uh, to do that. And so they actually located at TRC, it's the only federal vehicle research and test laboratory in the country. And we've been operating for 40 years to help develop uh, federal regulations, do defects investigations, so on and so forth. So they're absolutely a cornerstone customer at TRC.
0: Well, that must be a tremendous advantage for the, to, to have that closeness of both logistically and 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 organizationally so that, you know, the, the operations and the testing and, and the policy can be almost seamless, correct?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, when you look at what our contributions are to the automotive industry, I talked about creating objective test standards uh, and then then performing those tests and evaluations, and that's closely aligned with what NHTSA is trying to do and promote labs around the country being able to independently test to those standards. So, it certainly is a, an advantage having them on property uh,
0: you had, you talked about emissions testing I, I, I think that uh, you know at least some some of the uh, uh, items are um, covered at least either present or in the past with the Center for Automotive research what uh, what do you typically partner with uh, the with car to do
1: okay uh, so car we do a lot of student projects and faculty projects and some of them are funded and some of them are unfunded so You know the funded projects are easy. You know somebody will engage CAR to help them solve a problem, and they'll come out and use our people and facilities to help aid in solving that problem. The unfunded ones are very interested because these are student projects where students are trying to learn, and they have access to a world-class facility and equipment that can help aid in their education. So those are the ones we're most proud of. And then I would bring up the, the Buckeye Bullet, which is the fastest electric vehicle on land built and designed by students. And we've done a lot of work with them, helping them prove out that concept and test it out at TRC.
2: Actually, the driver of that is uh, the leader of our performance driving school, Roger Schroer. So he's oh. actually the driver for that. So uh, going off what Ron said, we definitely, uh, he's definitely a key part of that relationship. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, super interesting.
1: Somebody that wants to drive a car at 300-plus miles an hour that's been designed and built by students, that's courage.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, Ron, you authored uh, a NITSA publication establishing the design for the Smart Center. Uh, This is a $45 million expansion for the future mobility of people and goods. Uh, What was the impetus for developing the center?
1: So we wanted to be relevant here in the future. We know that technology is changing. Vehicles are getting smarter. Infrastructure is getting smarter. And so the question became, are we positioned to be a player in um, evaluating that technology? Is it evolves and the answer is no and the reason is simple. Uh, smart technology is now as concerned uh, with the environment around it as it is with the pavement that it runs on. So being able to construct a facility that could provide the vehicle a realistic environment uh, became the impetus to tracks that we build aren't designed like highways are designed, they don't look like highways and we need to present that real-world image to the vehicle since it's using sensors and uh, that facility is going to help us do that. And
0: so with the, um, the infrastructure, um, actually the um, you know, that, that relates to the Smart City Project out of Columbus to develop the nation's first in, intelligent corridor, correct, with the uh, Route 33?
1: Sure. There's actually two separate projects. There's the Smart Cities in Columbus, which was the federal grant to develop some of the methods and, and technologies that smart cities would use. Uh, But then there's the 33 corridor, which was a a separate grant. So it's a limited access highway, and there were grant funds to run fiber optics along that stretch from TRC to Dublin. And then instrument it with what we call uh, roadside uh, units. These are radios that vehicles, if so equipped, will be able to talk to and get information uh, about what's going on up and down the, the corridor.
2: It really makes central Ohio a super unique testing bed for companies to come. I mean, you have TRC with the Smart Center, which will uh, be done by probably second quarter next year. So we have that closed protected testing area and then vehicles can test on 33 Smart Mobility Corridor. So it's really a unique combination there.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. so you have the full spectrum.
1: Yep, and you can't test every environmental scenario in a proving ground, so you have to go out on the public roads eventually. All you're trying to do is validate the safety of the product on the proving ground and then you can go out and collect data and and see how it performs with live so to speak.
0: And really I mean with the emphasis on process you have that down pat. Absolutely. Uh, How will the Smart Center uh, propel vehicle manufacturing innovations into this you know this automated and interconnected transit system? Do you have more details on that?
1: Well I can say it's not Unlike the past, it's, you know, you're, you're developing standards uh, in order to validate their technology. And it's it's no different than that. It's just you have to do it differently. And I talked about presenting realistic, real-world environments in a proving ground that a vehicle is actually gonna see. So to give you an example, if you wanna test whether a car will break if a car stopped in front of it, you can't put a real car in front of it because if it doesn't break, you're gonna cause a lot of damage and get somebody hurt. And so the smart center will have what we call soft targets that look to the, the, the subject vehicle <coughs> like a real car, but in fact, they're soft. So if it hits it, no problem. And so things like that are going to enable manufacturers to validate their technology safely, realistically, repeatably, reproducibly, and uh, and then take them out to the highways.
0: My assumption would be that uh, that this is addressing some of the concerns that we've seen in the media over the last uh, couple of years, such as cybersecurity, uh, um, you know, crashes that have happened with uh, with driverless cars, et cetera.
1: Sure, and. I, I don't want to say that those aren't without concerns. We can rush to put technology on the road that makes the problem worse as opposed to better. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere near seeing that with the kind of anecdotal incidents that we've seen out there. But you do have to do due diligence to make sure that you're not making a problem worse as opposed to to better. And, and this type of activity will greatly aid in, in giving you that uh, due diligence or level of comfort that... What you're putting out on the roadway is not going to result in an injury or a fatality.
0: So what's next for TRC? I mean, I know you have the Smart Center uh, coming on board pretty soon, but um, what what do you see on the horizon?
1: Well, I say lots of fun. (laughs) And the reason I say lots of fun, I've been at TRC for a long time. And it's so exciting to be involved in, in product development and safety validation. Uh, prior to coming to TRC, I was a paramedic, so I saw things on the other end when, when, when things go wrong. And it's so exciting to be part of seeing technology evolve, but being part of making sure that the technology is safe and reliable uh, for public consumption. And so I call that fun. So what I see in the future is going to be a lot of fun.
2: I definitely ditto what Ron says. Uh, It's such an interesting company to work for, and we're doing so much interesting work, and we're at the forefront of all this new technology, and it'll be very interesting to see what's happening in the future, and I'm glad TRC is right in the middle of that.
0: And you get to see it first and foremost. Absolutely. Every day. Yes. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you for having us.
1: Thanks for having us, Catherine.